When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is your Tuesday episode. Is everybody recovered from their Super Bowl hangover? Well, I hope so, but we got a we got a great show for you today, folks. I get to talk to two of the hosts of just an amazing podcast called Even the Rich, Brooke and Arisha. They also do like three or four other shows, which I'm going to talk about. It's a fabulous conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago. I wish I could have released it earlier. I I, I have a bunch of good interviews that I have to release still, but I it just so it's so exciting to talk to really great people. And you're like, oh my God, I wish there was like a team of like the Avengers or the Justice League. There's so many great people that just talk about pop culture that I wish we could get together every week and just shoot the shit. And we don't get to do that. So instead, I get to have people on the show and get to meet them that way and talk about favorite pop culture moments. It's awesome. So they're great. That's coming up. There's a timestamp if you want to skip right to that right now. Uh, But until then, we're going to do a couple of pop culture stories. Uh, How is everybody out there? I hope you're good. Um... Uh, Yesterday's episode was great with Demois. I hope you liked that. Uh, Also, just really quick up top, um, I did, uh, I I told you I released that Titanic episode, uh, the the recap, a two and a half hour recap of the movie Titanic uh, with Annabelle DeSisto. And that is pretty much the silliest you're going to hear either of us. And I just laughed the entire way through. So that's over there right now. If you want to check that out, great. It's great preparation for Valentine's Day. And then today, I just released over there, I released a full recap of this past week's The Traitors. That's my bad Alan Cumming. And it's kind of like how I do Brock, Sheena's husband, but it's like a little lower. Because Brock, Sheena's husband is like, I'm Brock, I took like a little leprechaun. Because I can't really do the accent. But Alan Cumming is the same voice, but I'm like... I'm Alan Cumming, and I make everything seem very scary. And I'm also kind of flirting at the same time. Alan Cumming, what a great host of The Traders. If you if you don't watch The Traders, it's seven episodes in on Peacock, and I just love it. Even a so-so episode is still excellent. But I just, I crack up at Alan Cumming because he makes everything, like I truly believe that I'm going to die when I watch the show because he he just imbues everything with such intensity of like, I've brought you out in the woods today and I'm going to make you handle 
open flames while you're going to protect your fellow castmates or potentially banish them. And then you have Sheree, who doesn't know where she is. Like, Sheree, honestly, I don't think she understands she's on the traitors. I don't even know if she realizes she's in Scotland. You had Mercedes Javid from Shaws of Sunset, who I got to hang out with this weekend, who I was trying to explain how iconic she was this past week's episode when she was, like, kind of sauntering into the room in her jeans with a lot of pockets to break up Pilot Pete and his pals. She was like, hey, can I talk? And they're like, hey, just one second, Mercedes. Okay, but I don't know. And she's like walking backwards. And I was like, Mercedes, it is iconic what you're doing. And she had such a good sense of humor about it. But I'm like, you don't understand how good. I mean, just even the silly moments in that show are so good. You had Trishel crying over CT this week because she thought they were turning over a new leaf as friends. And then, I mean, it's everybody in this show is, I mean, they, and they all take it so serious. They, they really, they give it stakes. I truly believe that each one of those castmates believe that they really are going to die. And that kind of intensity makes the show work so well. And that Phaedra, Phaedra, my God, she's a traitor, but nobody's like pegged her really as a traitor yet. And I just think every every facial reaction, I mean, because Phaedra is so full of facial reactions, everything she says, everything she does, it is, it's, it's magical. It is just magical. So I did a full recap over there, plus I did 20 minutes before that in the same episode talking about the... Um, the Hustler and the Housewife Part 2, or is it The Housewife and the Hustler Part 2, that just premiered on Hulu today on Monday. And that is going further down the rabbit hole in regards to the Tom Girardi, uh, Erica Jane mess. And I got to tell you, I watched an hour and 34 minutes. It was a really long thing. Um, and it's just tragic. It is really just tragic. And it puts a lot of the spotlight where it should be on the victims. But I'm sorry, like Erica even meets with some of the victims or families of the victims uh, at the beginning and the end of this. But Erica still comes off as just so unsympathetic. Um, it, it is just wild. I mean, we, we talk about empathy and even Garcelle on Beverly Hills saying like, oh, you could at least be a little bit more empathetic and you can just tell it kills Erica Jane to be empathetic in any sense. And then it even actually focuses on these two guys that made a lot of Erica Jane's costumes for her music videos and for uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And there was some real discrepancy in pay. And you see how it affected these men. And even that was, I mean, so even if Erica Jane, but I'm telling you, it still casts doubts on that those $750,000 diamond earrings that, that were a gift. But literally they're showing documents that saying this was paid for with client funds. Like it has the jeweler's name on this, this, uh, this bank record and it, it it's it's just wild so like even though erica jane probably didn't know specifically what was being stolen and when and signing off on checks and stuff it just it's hard because she still comes off so wildly unsympathetic and i i was really was really bummed out after watching it you know it, it's it's weird because the whole thing is like do all of this for what what are you doing this for you know, like, is it just to get back to where you were? Like, and what were you to begin with, Erica Jane? Like, you know, it's like now is the time to, 
you know, create a new persona, potentially. You know, she's doing really good on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season, and she's done the best she has in many seasons. But still, every time it comes to the victims or something like that, she turns into this cold, unsympathetic gargoyle that you really get upset. Why? I mean, it kind of just brings you back into it because you're like, don't you get it? This isn't about you. And that's the thing where a lot of celebrities, and I guess we do that ourselves, right? Is that we don't realize these things aren't about us. We kind of personalize everything and we narcissistically think everything is about us. And then you take the spotlight or, you know, away from who it should be. These victims that got actual money, they trusted this lawyer and they got their the the money that they needed for life taken away from them. And that just is a horror story on top of a horror story, right? Did you guys watch it yet? Oh, it, it's just, it's tragic. It's tragic. Uh, it's it's really, it's really interesting. But I was glad I watched it. Uh, and I thought it was very well reported because it's based around the LA Times reporting that they've consistently done since the Girardi stuff broke. And the thing is, in May... Tom Girardi is going to go back up. He, you know, he was found competent to stand trial, which is wild, but he was found competent. So they are going to have the Tom Girardi trial on fraud in May. So that'll be interesting. I'm thinking about actually going down and checking out one of the days of that trial and reporting on it for you guys. Um, I'll bring, I'll bring my Tom Girardi paintings with me. (laughs) I'll bring all I'll bring God. I'm in. Oh God. Do you remember that? Oh, I have like Tom Girardi collectibles. Oh, I got to mail those back. My God, what are we doing with our lives folks? So anyways, that's over on the Patreon. If you want to hear me extemporaneously go on and on, but it's really fun. Patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. If you like the show, consider giving it a five-star ratings on Apple podcasts and Spotify. And, uh, I said this yesterday, but I want to remind people I will be presenting at the golden crappy awards with watch what crappens who are my heroes. And I think probably a lot of your heroes and I am, uh, just tickled anytime I get to do anything with them. Yeah. I said tickled. Sure. Why? Well, yeah. Why not make it? Yeah, I'm going to make it creepy. <laughs> Tickled by Watcher of Crappens. I think I'm presenting with the uh, the fabulous Kate Casey, who I adore. Um, so it is going to be a fun night, and I hope a lot of you will come out. You can get tickets at watchwhatcrappens.com, I believe. And uh, I was just, uh, I'm really excited to do that as well. So it is busy, busy, busy. And today, yeah, I got I got back on my diet. You know, we're only 10 hours in on the diet, and I think it's going really well, folks. I've only had one glass of Diet Coke today. Yeah, yeah, look at me, a health guru. I'm a health nut all of a sudden. I didn't pig out, because this weekend, I, I ate a bunch of El Pollo Loco on Saturday, and then Sunday, I was like, you know, Super Bowl in it, and my stomach is just a mess, so I was like, it's diet time. Unfortunately, I have not lost any uh, any weight yet, but I'm told the first 10 hours, your body is just hanging on to it, hanging on for dear life. It is just like, what are we doing here? Why, have you, why are you not shoveling Doritos into your mouth consistently? Oh, pray for me, folks. Also, you know what? I need to get a haircut. Does anybody know? Any- <laughs> I don't have my hair. I need to get. Does anybody? Does anybody have recommendations for a hairdresser in Los Angeles? Because I don't know what I'm doing with my hair. I just keep wearing a hat, and I know, like, I don't know. Like, I had this one person, but they they went away, and now, like, I don't know. Like, do I just walk into a supercut? It's been so long. I don't really take care of myself, so I've got to like try to look sharp for this week. Oh, it's, oh man, I'm just gonna wear a garbage bag and call it a day. 
Um, so uh, tonight on Bravo, I watched the new uh, Below Deck. It's a second episode. And it's good. It's, uh, you know, I like watching boats. I like watching workers. I like watching guests. So it's doing its thing. We got a new captain. Uh, no more Captain Lee. We have Captain Carey, this uh, bald gentleman who seems pretty nice. So we'll see where this season goes. But I'm giving it a shot. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's like visual melatonin. It relaxes me when I watch Below Deck. And I think a lot of you guys feel the same. Uh, but what I also watched, I was really excited to watch this. I haven't watched this show in years upon years. The Daily Show on Comedy Central. And the reason I tuned back in tonight was that Jon Stewart... Uh, After a nine-year absence when he, you know, retired from the show, he came back because The Daily Show, after Trevor Noah, they have, uh, they've had a real hard time deciding on who was going to be the permanent host. And they left a lot of good options on the table that a lot of people are fighting about. But Jon Stewart said he will come back once a week until the, uh, you know, after the 2024 elections. That's right, folks. Oh, God, Uh, the elections. We're nine months away from the 2024 elections. This isn't a political show, but I do want to talk about, um, you know, it's good to have somebody like Jon Stewart out there. And I will tell you, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, uh, Jon Stewart skewered both parties. He went after Biden. He went after Trump. uh, And the, the important thing, though, is, is that he can do that because I trust him. You know, we always kind of joke about, you know, not joke, but there is something about hearing information from somebody you trust, from somebody that can look directly in a camera and you trust them. And Jon Stewart was always that person for me. And and anytime that you use humor um, for me, that actually makes me learn so much quicker or it it just kind of, you know, makes me more inquisitive about the whole process, which, you know, can be so scary, anything political. Um, but he was back tonight. They did like a 45 minute episode. He'll do it once a week. And then I guess other hosts for the remaining three nights of the week. And this guy is just so damn sharp. He's just so smart, so funny. And, you know, you believe that he is talking to you. I'm like, you think you're having a conversation with him. And it's that importance of having those people out there. And, you know, pop culture can be light and jokey and Vanderpump rules or joking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. But, you know, there are other things going on in the world and you do need those people that you trust. You need the Jon Stewart's. You need the Oprah Winfrey's. You need the Wendy Williams. Oh, Wendy, come back at some point. I hope you're okay. But you need those people that you're like, okay, I trust it when this person says it. Um, And, you know, some of you guys might be rolling your eyes at that. But I think it is something um, that, that cannot be stressed enough that we do need that. That we do need somebody that can tell you hard truths. Uh, give it to you uh, in a, a joking way, but also explain the process. It, it kind of demystifies it and makes it way less scary than it has to be because, God, I mean, we know how messed up the world is right now. And he made so many good points tonight in his opening monologue that I thought was worth your time. And like I said, he skewers both parties um, and really made some hard jabs at both. Uh, But I just thought it was it was just so comforting. It was really comforting to watch. And I was, you know, it was just so great. I mean, it was like one of those things that I I woke up today knowing that I wanted to watch that. I went out of my way to watch that when it came on. And I'm so glad I did. But speaking of television and ratings, get this, folks. Get this. You know, yesterday, that whole Super Bowl thing, right? The big football game. 
get this. It was the most watched television show in history. In history. All of the TV. This Super Bowl was the most watched with 123.4 million viewers. And get this, it is the second most watched TV broadcast of all time in the U. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Most watched in history, but then it is the second most watched TV broadcast of all time in the U.S. In the U.S. after the Apollo 11 moon landing. So I guess people will say both of these are fake. <laughs> the Super Bowl was rigged and the Apollo 11 moon landing never happened. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, God, 123.4 million, million people. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And I was one of those people. And you're right. Like I, I will watch the Super Bowl for the commercials and the... Uh, you know, the, the musical performance has shout out once again to Usher on those roller skates. I was having nightmares about that last night, but you know, I mean, it was, it was a good game, right? Right. I think it was a good game and the Taylor Travis of it all. And I will tell you, okay, so we've got like 6 million. So it got 6 million more viewers than last year's, uh, last year's game. And that's really pretty good. So the bump that Taylor gave it, I mean, I don't know if you can call that the Taylor effect, but I will say they really, you know, they really shoved it down our throats, all those, the Travis and Taylor kissing, and then you got to see them partying at the Vegas nightclubs, and they kept dancing to Taylor Swift's love, love story, you know, mixed up by DJ Marshmallow, and then you had Travis Kelsey's brother uh, in, a, in a really weird costume dancing. I mean, they seem like fun guys, but it is interesting. It really... You know, it, it it is funny how the media and us, if it, it, we kind of have ran with it, but I can't believe that many people watch it. My th I was like, oh my God, I thought the most watched television show in programming was Vanderpump Rules this season, but it turns out it is 
the Super Bowl. We we made history last night, folks. We made we ignored our our lives and our families and friends. Well, we probably watched it with our families and friends, but you know, I mean, I just think that's that's amazing. Now, speaking of ratings, I saw this ed, uh, article in Deadline, Deadline.com, which is a great website for entertainment news, for serious entertainment news. And this was from last week. Uh, Vanderpump Rules Season 10 Reunion Part 1 becomes Bravo's most watched episode of all time as Network Tout's top rated 2023. So Bravo presented their stats for the year and my God, they killed it. But can you, the Reunion Part 1 is Bravo's most watched episode of all time. Forget Scary Island, it's this. Can you believe that? And across the board, it, it, Bravo is huge. Um, so they, you know, do Nielsen, like Nielsen ratings. That's how they track these ratings. Um, nearly every returning season of a Bravo first series that premiered last year saw season over season growth among total viewers. So each season, it has increased this past year in terms of viewers. That includes the se- second season of Below Deck Down Under, which grew by 110%. Congrats, Asia and Captain Jason, you hot hunk of a man. And the Vanderpump Rules Season 10 saw 109% growth over Season 9. Isn't that wild? Among others were The Real Housewives of Miami Season 5. It had 81% growth. Now, uh, remember, part of that is due to uh, Bravo reversing course and not airing it directly on Peacock but also then airing it on Bravo this season. Southern Hospitality Season 2 had 44% growth, and Married to Medicine Season 10 had a 37% growth uptick. So that's amazing. Now, NBC Universal owns Bravo, and what they also wanted to make clear was that there is viewer loyalty with Bravo. And it's kind of the point I was just making about Jon Stewart or Oprah Winfrey. We go, we're loyal to these people. We're loyal to these shows. And all the data showed that, that Bravo viewers tuned into the network on more days of the years, on more days of the year than viewers of any other cable network. You guys, we're doing something with our lives. Look at this. We did, we did this. We tune into this network more than any other cable network. No other cable network can say this. So screw you, Nat Geo, and screw you, HGTV. We rock this. Um, so Vanderpump Rules was, uh, you know, it was the most watched season for that show. And they said that's a huge accomplishment, having, you know, been its 10th installment. And of course, this is spurned on by Scandival. But uh, they said Bravo's Moch Watch episode of all times on all platforms, and that was with 5.9 viewers um, and 5.9 million viewers. But that's across all platforms. So Bravo, Peacock, On Demand, that kind of thing. Um, And the big demo, and just to explain what that is to you guys again, it's the 18 to 49 demo. And that is one of the key demos that advertisers, and don't forget, TV is there to sell soap. TV was created to sell soap to us, to sell products. That's what they did. They were like, we we need to sell our wares. What can we do? There's this thing called television. Oh, we could sell stuff on there, but you know what? We we got to give them something so they don't know they're being sold to in a sense. And by the way, you know, think about the Super Bowl, how much the commercials, you, you're paying $7 million for a tiny ad spot on the Super Bowl. 
So the 1849 demo is the key demo in which their advertisers, it's attractive to them of like, that's the people we want to buy our products. That's the biggest demo. And it was the biggest audience for Bravo in more than 12 years. Now, across all platforms, we consumed 142 million hours of Vanderpump Rules across all platforms. Um, and season 13 of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the season we're currently in, it is tracking to be the most watched season of any show in the franchise in more than four years. So they're saying any Real Housewives franchise, this is the best it's ever done for like in, in the past four years. Episodes are averaging 4 million total viewers, with half of those being in that coveted 18 to 49 demographic. Now, on Peacock, which is NBC Universal streaming service, it looks like season 13 is Bravo's top linear first season in the 35-day window. So 35-day window is that if we watch it in that first 35 days, it can be counted towards those numbers. Now, meanwhile, The Real Housewives of Potomac, this is fascinating. Even though we are complaining about this season, season eight, it is currently averaging 2.7 million total viewers per episode in that 35-day window. And that is, believe it or not, up 10% over last season. Isn't that wild? So this is what makes it tough. Even though we're not feeling it creatively, you know, producers would be like, well, maybe we just stick with this cast. Maybe we don't make a lot of changes. Now, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City in the same boat. It is up 18% season over season in total viewers to average 2.4 million in that 35-day window. And in the coveted 18 to 49 demo, season four has grown 19%, um, which is huge. Uh, so adding to the Real Housewives dominance, season 13 of New Jersey managed the series best season in nearly 11 years in nearly 11 years, folks. Part three of that reunion was the show's most watched episode since 2016 with 3 million viewers tuning in. I know I I'm fascinated. I hope you guys are fascinated with this because I get so excited about it. I think it, it is so kind of cool to see the metrics of all this. But um, also Married to Medicine, like I said before, killing it. It's up 46% from season nine. Even the SWV Escape, the Queens of R&B show, was Bravo's top freshman series of 2023 in that 1849 demo. Now, Southern Charm, you might be asking, season nine, what are these goofy guys, Austin, Shep, and Craig, what, what did they do for Bravo? Well... It is looking to be the show's most watched season in over four years in that 35-day window, averaging 2.6 million viewers. So congrats to Southern Charm and those dorky guys that are uh, that are breaking our hearts and making us laugh and drinking a lot. And uh, also, they also brought up Watch What Happens Live, season 20, uh, Andy Cohen's talk show, which I love. It draws about 681,000 total viewers across all platforms after 35 days, which is a 15% growth over last season. So even Watch What Happens Live grew in numbers of viewers. Now that probably was spurned a little bit with Scandal. I imagine the Salt Lake City really kind of took hold. You know what's fascinating about Watch What Happens Live is that when they have Bravo guests, it does really, really well. But like on Thursday nights on Watch What Happens Live, he will have like really respected actors and actresses. And, you know, just people where you're like, damn, nothing to do with Bravo, even though Bravo will be talked about, but nothing really to do. And those, weirdly enough, are the lowest rated Watch What Happens Live of the week. 
And I always wonder, does that bum Andy Cohen out or does he get it? Does he get it? But it's like, it's so good to have, it's like that to have that cachet of a top name actor that is not involved in a reality TV series. Like it, it has like a certain cachet, a certain gravitas where I can, you know, I don't think they'll ever change it, but I do find it fascinating that people don't tune in for that. They really tune in to watch Bravo Liberties with Andy Cohen, which I always find really interesting. And finally, I want to talk about podcasting a little bit. Yeah, I'll talk about podcasting. Oh, really, reminder, Netflix this week, you got Love is Blind. You got a new season of Love is Blind premiering on Thursday. We're back in the pods again, so get ready to get suited up to watch Love is Blind again. But in terms of podcasting, this also involves, you know, Camelot has fallen because we got actual confirmation, not just rumors and, you know, Instagram drama that Larza Pippen and Marcus Jordan are officially broken up uh, after a year relationship. So they are donezo. Now, a lot of people made the joke. I made it on my podcast yesterday of what about their podcast? Because if you watch Real Housewives of Miami this season, and you should be watching Real Housewives of Miami this season, one of Lars's storylines was the podcast that she has with Marcus Jordan, which is called Separation Anxiety. And a lot of people, oh my God, what's going to happen to the podcast? What's going to happen to the podcast? But it just shows us that we don't listen to this flipping podcast because the last time this podcast has put out an episode was in November of 2023. So this actually brings me to the point that I want to talk about and make a case for is Bravo, stop convincing Bravo liberties and their spouses, girlfriends, boyfriends to come up with a podcast so they can have a storyline for the season because Meredith and Seth Marks, I'm going to be talking about you in just one second. So their uh, podcast was with iHeart Podcast. Their last episode was November 13th, 2023. And this was a storyline on the show. Oh, they're taking podcasts so seriously. Oh, and I know I might sound like a bitter Betty, but come on, man. Guess how many episodes of this illustrious podcast uh, they've made? Guess how many? If you said 15, you are right. There has only been 15 episodes of Larza and Marcus's podcast. Um, And most of these podcast episodes are averaging right at that 30-minute mark. Some are 23, 24, 25 minutes. And I'm sorry, this is a travesty and a sham. I don't think you should be allowed... Like, that's bullshit. And, like, I'm sorry, you're not going to convince me they did not do this just so they could have a storyline. And I just love that we're like, nobody listened to this podcast anyways. I'm so sorry if you actually are one of the people that listened to it. But, you know, November 13th was the last... So can we... Put the date of separation for this relationship, November 13th. But now, just to prove my point even a little bit more, let's go over to Meredith Marks and Seth Marks. Remember, they had a storyline of like, I'm Seth, I'm doing a podcast with my wife called Hanging by a Thread, LOL. So this Hanging by a Thread podcast, um, which has very uh, funny artwork where... uh, Seth is doing a push-up and Meredith is sitting on him. LOL, right? Deeper meaning there. So this podcast, guess how many episodes they have of Hanging by a Thread? That's right. If you guessed 11, you are correct. Four less than Marcus and Larza Pippen. And, uh, okay, so the first episode, first two episodes of this podcast, 17 minutes in length. Yeah, they're getting into the issues. Uh, here's one for 38 minutes, a couple 30, 39 minutes. Ooh. And 
guess what? So you're like, oh, well, is that podcast done? Now, their last episode was February 2nd. But before that, their last episode was November 28th. So they took a two-month break. I mean, holidays, things like that. But a two-month break of this podcast and then out of nowhere came back with an episode on February 2nd. And I think that is just wild. But then once again, it's like, do not... Do, do not make pot, do a podcast because you have something to say and you really enjoy doing it, but don't do it for a storyline on a Bravo show. Bravo, can we please, like, I'll let you keep doing the silly games that you guys make everybody play on your shows now, you know, to like start conversation. Like you can keep those, but stop making podcasting a part of your storylines unless they're really taking it seriously. Unless Ira Glass gets married to one of the real housewives and then I will totally buy into that storyline. But come Come on. Are you kidding me? We still don't know a lot about Larza and Marcus's breakup, so I'm sure more details are to come. Like I said yesterday, I feel like an idiot that I actually am feeling bad for Larza. I don't know why I feel bad for Larza, but I am. And also that Michael Jordan picture Marcus took of them watching the Super Bowl. It just looked, it was just so sad because Michael's got this big smile and Marcus kind of got, you know, like Marcus kind of looks like, oh man. My life is wild. <laughs> I don't know. It was just weird. Weird. So let's get into our show today. We have two amazing guests, Brooke and Arisha. Um, they just, I mean, they're just excellent. I think you're going to love them if you don't already know them. But listen to this. So they got Even the Rich. They got Rich and Daily, which is a daily show. They do these through Wondery. They got In God We Lust. They got Even the Royals about the Royals. I mean, these people, they've been voted like best podcasting host. They've won awards for it. And they just, they were great. I hope I get to talk to them again because I enjoy talking to them so much. Uh, and I think they're just so, so talented. And, uh, you know, I'm always looking for people to learn from. And, you know, I, I, I can definitely learn from them. And I hope you love them. But just to let you know, this was about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. So we are talking about pop culture that has potentially obviously already happened, but it's just a fabulous conversation. And I just love getting to meet and talk to new people and hopefully showing you guys uh, about new people and a new show to potentially listen to. And I hope you really dig it. I hope you do go check out their material, but still come and listen to this show on occasion. Don't don't just completely abandon me. I need you. It's, it's a desperation thing. But anyways, have a great Tuesday, folks. And uh, I will talk to you again on Wednesday. Bye. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Folks, welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Today, uh, we have professionals with us. We have uh, two of the hosts of an insanely good podcast that you are probably already aware of. But if you are not, let me turn you on to this podcast. It is called Even the Rich. And basically, they are telling stories of kind of family dynasties in history with a pop culture spin. So, Mm. you know, they've covered everyone from Jay-Z and Beyonce to the Kardashians. Kardashians, obviously the main family dynasty, the Kardashians, but <laughs> even they're on like the third part of a series. I just listened to the third part today of Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart, the greatest yeah. dynasty in history. <laughs> they also have a new podcast I want to turn you on to called Even the Royals about a topic that I am so not familiar with, but it actually keeps intercrossing with pop culture over the last decade um, yeah. with all of the royal stuff out there. But ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to two of the best, Brooke, Brooke Sifrin and Arisha Skidmore-Williams. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Such a lovely introduction. I know. Can Listen, we I bring keep you going. everywhere? <laughs> I just, you like, know what? That, go I into like, before we I, get there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not my podcast anymore. It's just the introductions that I'm good for. <laughs> and then I, you're going to see the quality is going to drop way off right now. We won't let that happen, right? <laughs> okay. Well, and just if you are listening to this, I want uh, Brooke, will you say, hi, I'm Brooke? Hi, I'm Brooke. That's okay. Brooke's voice. And Arisha, you say hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Arisha. Okay, so those are the voices, folks, just so you can differentiate up top. Mm-hmm. Now, Even the Rich is just this gigantic juggernaut of a show for Wondery. How did this even start? What was it, was it your concept? How did this even begin with you guys? And how many episodes thus far have you done? Oh, so no. this, I know, this. some of these questions <laughs> I don't even count. know how to answer. Um, so this was actually a Wondery <laughs> original idea that... Um, the uh Hernan who actually started Wondery, it was his it was his creation, his idea, and they posted an audition for it. Um, and I sent it to Brooke and we were like, This is us. They were looking for two female comedian friends to talk about essentially pop culture, um, or like family dynasties at the time. And we were like, We do this already for free every day, so maybe we should <laughs> audition. And we ended up getting yeah. a part. I d- Brooke, how many episodes do we have? I don't even know. I was just going to look. I want to say we're on like our 50-something season, I want to say. Yeah, I mean, point. you guys have so many seasons, and I was trying – I kept scrolling down, and I couldn't even reach the end of it. Yeah, That's how many yeah. you guys so have done. every story is its own season, basically. So yeah. every season is like two to four episodes about. Yeah. So plus an interview. So I, I mean – well, that yeah. was the the next thing, just to explain to the audience, your actual relationship with each other, since you yeah. obviously knew each other before all of this. I- explain <laughs> your relationship thus far. So we actually met doing valet parking for uh, classic Hollywood story, right? Like, Everybody. That's how I got my podcast was valet parking. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's a really lucrative side job. Um, so we we met doing that. It was an all-woman valet company. And we just hit it off right away. We got along super well. And then I forced her to move in with me. True. And 
Yeah. She loved it, obviously. She um, loved and then it. We just I became like, really good friends. I <laughs> <laughs> got lucky because I never, I always have plans and then I never follow through. And I plan to look yeah. for a new place. And I just was like, this is too much work. I'll move in with Brooke instead. <laughs> Yeah. But also, I love the stepping stone in Los Angeles. If you're roommates, you will eventually have a podcast. That's how usually the stepping stone. It's yeah. usually valet company, roommates, and then mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And then right to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Right there. Trajectory. No, nothing else. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to ask you about Oscar nominations later because those just came out today. Oh, they but- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have a couple bones to pick with the Academy and I'm sure they'll yeah. listen. Every but, year, uh, of course. Every year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. By the way, that's, I guess that's part of being a fan of these things is every year you are going to have huge disappointments. Yeah. But this yeah. year I feel with the Barbie of it all, I'm really kind of flustered how you do not give Greta Gerwig a best director nomination and Margot Robbie a best actor. If you're going to give Ken a nomination, Ryan Gosling, I which know. I know, right, how are you going to get? How has that happened? I know you got best screenplay with, with Noah, her dude, but Greta Gerwig took something, made it so, like, made it actually a movie about something and also yeah. a four quadrant movie where it was able to be a billion dollar film. How does that also, not get nominated for actor? Adapted and director. original? Like, come on, fuck off. Like, I am so, <laughs> Greta Gerwig is a national treasure and mm. I, I just, this kind of snubbery cannot stand. In this world, <laughs> I, I mean, true. I, you know what? We should picket the Oscars. We should go out there, a bunch of yeah. like yes. you know, just podcasters, uh, angry <laughs> pop culture podcasters, uh, picketing the Oscars would be amazing. Um, we'll yeah. get back to our anger over the yeah, Academy yeah. in a second. So, uh, you audition for this stuff, but obviously, you guys have a shared love of pop culture. And I was trying mm-hmm. to, I always try to walk the audience through like people's tastes and stuff like that. So, like Arisha. When you were growing up, when did you fall in love with uh, pop culture and celebrity and things of that nature? Or do you have a love-hate relationship with it? What a great question to go to, like, the origin story. Um, I I don't know exactly when it was, but I've always been into, like, performing and Hollywood. I was the one, like, watching – to bring it back to the Oscars – watching the Oscars, like, (laughs) many years I – gave my own speeches in front of my family, whether or not they wanted to hear it. Um, so that's like, that's they always didn't. been in me. Um, they didn't. And- <laughs> they did. They loved it. Brooke, Brooke said they didn't, by the way. I didn't say that. I, just re- I, I repeated what she so, said silently under her breath. I know, yeah. I know. I'm just so used to tuning out her bullshit. So I don't even care when she's trolling me. Um, but I like, I would get like J14 magazines for the cute guys. Yes. Like Tom Welling, uh, Josh Hartnett, all of those Superman, on my wall. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I just started like like consuming that media in college. My like morning routine was Perezhilton.com. I know. Um, yeah. people.com, uh, yes. yes. Usweekly.com. Like every morning. And then I would do my schoolwork. Yeah, right. I never got my schoolwork done. But I was just from a young age, unfortunately, it explains a lot of the reasons why. I have therapy. I told I told Ryan I have therapy after this. Like this is one yeah. of the reasons. Yeah. We, we we're on a we're on a time crunch, you guys. We got to get her out before <laughs> yeah. therapy, which Please. is this mind yeah. is crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've been very. I I will say like I the early aughts. I feel like was just prime trash paparazzi media consumption, and like fortunately, I've been able to like I've been around to see the evolution of it, where it's still bad. The media is still terrible, but there's a lot more pushback in this day and age, which I feel fortunate Mm -hmm. that we see like people will post like, you know, 
page six will post something and the comments are no longer trashing the people that they're posting about. They're trashing page six. And I love I love that that's shifted because I grew up watching how mean people how mean the press was to these people. Britney Spears, like I watched all yeah. of that. Um so yeah, very into celebrity. And we get to read now with her new book, you know, how that really did yeah. affect her at the time. Of course. Um, and it's yeah. really interesting to come out on the other side of that and to see where we're better and where we're worse. And like mm-hmm. like you, I was a Perez Hilton. I mean, we, yeah. we you know, everybody was doing the same thing. I was yeah. refreshing Perez Hilton so many times, yeah. Defamer, uh, TMZ. And Brooke, what about you? Yeah. How did you come up with pop culture? I think mine all started with MTV. Like I'm trying to think back to when I was like, like TRL. I used to come home from school and watch Total Request Live and Carson Daly and be like, I want to do that. Like I want to be a host yeah. like Carson Daly. So like I, I'm very heavy into like the reality TV side of pop culture where Arisha like just loves to roast me about that, but I love it. <laughs> so hey, you're in the right place. And Arisha, you're going to have to roast yeah, me too. So <laughs> I know I see all your posts, Ryan, on Instagram. And I'm like, Yep. The two of yeah. us. It's us. Yes. We're going to team this up on Arisha. insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so that's kind of where it all started for me. I think just the real world and then Big oh my Brother God. and then just mm. the whole MTV universe and all of that just really. I actually never read Perez Hilton. I'm so. Wow. And that's How something I'm so proud that? of. I don't know. I know. That's I'm impressive. better for it. <laughs> I think like, it was omnipresent, do... uh, you know. Yeah. Truly. Can I do a quick yeah. sidebar, Brooke? Big Brother yeah. came up yeah. last night at the bar, and I was able to talk uh-huh. about it as if I knew what I was talking about. All thanks okay. to you. Okay, did anybody who knows Big about... Brother agree with that? No, Julie. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, Sari, because we okay. were talking about Sari, and I was like, that's right, she was on Big Brother. Like, yes! And I was like, fuck yeah. Brooke makes I mean, me Sari watch it now has been a survivor, Big Brother, the traitor. Sari is one of, like, the top players in yeah. competition reality TV of She's all time. So and the traitors, by the way, Brooke, I have to imagine you're, you're loving the traitors right now, right? I love it. One of the best reality TV shows to come out in the last couple of years, I will say. It's yeah, one of take my Take that, Arisha. Yeah, that- Arisha. We oh, love the traitors. <laughs> so- How do you... Actually, Ryan, I got a question for you. How yeah. do you feel about season two compared to season one? Like, do you like it with all of the reality stars? Or did I, you like I love it. it. I actually, lo- I do love it. I feel like it really, I think it corrected, a course corrected a couple of the things in the first season with, yeah. I think, yeah, lean into these. Like, lean in. You yeah. have so many great characters to choose from, from reality. And Big Brother, Survivor, you know, like, I love that kind of meld, the housewives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it almost helps that you don't have the normies because sometimes that will, like, throw suspicion. I don't know. I, I actually yeah. am really Can't enjoying it this normies. season. And I love the release plan where they kind of put it all out in two big lumps. And now they're doing yeah. one a week. And we've got to get people excited about I know. pop culture and TV again. we got to get... Because sometimes now you'll see, and that's what I love about your show, is that you'll, you know, you're able to do these multi-part episodes that show people why they should be excited, what they meant, these people and dynasties mean in terms of pop culture and the history behind it. And I love that we are in a day and age where these things get focused on of why we should appreciate this, what you need to Mm -hmm. know. There are good origin stories on all of these people. And it's this great Mm. primer course. So it's a good service. It's a great service that you do. (laughs) I just wonder like, in terms of the putting together of this, how much mm-hmm. control do you have over who you cover since it's a Wondery <laughs> original? 
such a great question, Ryan. Um, zero. What's less than zero? That's what I was wondering. So I was wondering. Listen, and by the way, they're really great people that you cover, but I was wondering how much. And then also in terms of like the research, I'm obviously, yeah. you know, guys, if you listen to a Wondery show, it is so decked out in sound yeah. design and really puts oh, you in sound kind of an is. auditory. Uh, it's beautiful auditory kind of days when you listen to these shows. They're real big experiences. But I was wondering yeah. how you guys approach this as a team. <laughs> One might yeah, also we say definitely... you can feel the story. <laughs> no, we don't say yeah. that anymore. That was our oh, wondering oh, tagline. Are, pe- are people like, that's too much? I don't know. I don't want to feel the story. I just know I haven't heard it. by Amazon. So I think with <laughs> that, true. like the, the merging or whatever, I think we're, we're no, we don't care about people feeling stories anymore. Um, just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Mark yeah. going to kill me for Unless this. you get Prime and then yeah. you can feel if you yeah. have Prime. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but um, we, so to be fair, I mean, we, we have, We've had a document, sometimes we don't, sometimes we do, where we put um, people that we want to cover because uh, we get pitches all the time, you know, in our DMs like, oh, you guys should do this or you should cover this. Um, but again, we have very little we can like suggest, but we don't have final say at all. Um, yeah. And, you know, it kind of the the requirements for a story that we cover is like there has to be they like have to figure out the art because like I mean everybody's life, everyone's lives are so complicated and it's like how do we want to tell this story? There has to be information out there like actual information. Um, so like if the person has a biography, that's a good chance that we'll cover them because we can you know we're speaking from the truth that they've shared. Because um, I desperately want to do the Olsen twins, but they're notoriously <laughs> private. Private. Yeah. I know it's so hard to get information about them any, yeah. anymore. You know, I was reading yeah. John Stamos's book and it was yeah. like, you just get little pieces of information from yeah. other people's autobiographies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to befriend yeah. them, become part of their fashion empire and then get them to let me cover them. <laughs> so it's a long game, but yeah. I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, mean, you guys work obviously a script. They're they're choosing yeah. people, and then you're mm-hmm. bringing your special sauce to it. Yeah. Which yeah. obviously is really successful, and that people really love you guys as a team. I just, in, you know, in, in terms of your pop culture knowledge, what you're able to bring to these shows, and I think that can't be, uh, you know, that's something undeniable. I think you guys are so good at like kind of bringing, still like making you guys shine through because you are walking us through this, and you're very yeah. what I call reliable narrators. We oh. trust you. And that's oh. what I mean. It's it's a concept I, I usually coin in terms of reality stars is you need one oh, sane yes. person. Yeah. But I feel like you both <laughs> are until to, until talking to you right now, I thought you were both very sane people yeah. Yeah. trusted to take the, the through stories. Come off. Thank God. Now you know yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that's actually really sweet. Yeah. I mean, we we are so lucky to have an amazing research team who puts so much time into yeah. these stories and um and then we 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 get it and we kind of go through it and we put it in our own voice and kind of make it more us. And Mm -hmm. it's just like such a collaborative effort. Like if you took one piece out, it would just all crumble, you know? So it is. Yeah. Well, when you're, when you're reading through these things or even like the Snoop Dogg, Martha, uh, you know, series that's airing right now. I mean, I I have to imagine you're going through this and you're probably surprised at some of the information that the researchers are finding out. And I'm, Imagine this happens with every series you do. Are there a couple mm-hmm. of ones like right off the top of your head? You're like, I can't believe that I didn't even know this about this pop culture story. I think the one that comes to mind immediately was Whitney Houston and mm. her relationship mm. with a woman. And I was like, I like, how did I completely miss that? I mean, I guess I would have been 
fairly young when all of that was going on, but it's just never any. I'm very young, Ryan. They I don't know talk if you about knew it that. on TRL. Yeah. Yeah. No, that didn't come yeah. up. Carson actually. Daly did a three-part Whitney Houston <laughs> yeah, with a female series on TRL. Yeah, you must have been out that day or that week. I, um, I was too busy headbanging to Limp Biscuit, so I, <laughs> I missed that part. But, the best. That's um, very brave of you to admit out loud. That's thank amazing. you so much. This isn't the first time I've admitted it. Yeah. I had a sore neck it won't the, be the next last. day. I'm like, I'm a child. I shouldn't be this sore. But um, wait, yeah, wait, I, real quick, a good Limp Biscuit <laughs> fact that a lot of people don't know. Ooh. Do you know that uh, Fred Durst, the lead singer of Limp Biscuit? It was really good friends with Ben Stiller and actually was at Ben Stiller's bachelor party in Vegas and on the Limp Bizkit al- album, Hot Dog and the Chocolate Flavored Water or, or like whatever, the like, oh, Chocolate Starfish chocolate and the starfish. Hot Dog Flavored. Yes. Hot Thank you for correcting water. me, Brooke. Uh, <laughs> he shouts out, he shouts out Ben Stiller on one of the songs. He's like, my main man, Ben Stiller. Like it's oh, in yeah. one of the songs. Uh, that you wow. saying that rings a bell, but I didn't know any of that. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. Deep, deep dive. Deep dive wow. that relationship. Deep that dive. is that a dynasty so right fun. there. Yeah. I would um, love to do no, that. No, but you're right about the Whitney Houston thing. I mean, that is something that I don't, I, I mean, I think her team also kind of purposely yeah. kind of buried Covered a lot of that. And then we had the Bean Bobby Brown reality series and obviously yes. went through yeah. a lot of different phases. But, you know, unfortunately, in her passing, a lot of the actual truth of Whitney Houston comes out is that she was in love with a woman, had yeah. a good, you know, it's very interesting. We yeah. also, we have to give Whitney Houston props for giving us Show Me the Receipts because we're still oh, right? using that till today. To today you and know? we will like, use it till the end of time. We will. Shout, shout out to Heather Gay for that as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Arisha, what about you? Any big shockers that you found out through the course of doing this show? I mean, so many. I think every arc there's something and I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit! Um, yeah, but I Paris Hilton, who was at the beginning of last year, the year before, I don't even know. But um, just like what happened, oh, yeah. where where she essentially was kidnapped and taken, what was it? Yeah, Provo, to the, the wilderness like, retreat. Provo yeah. yeah, and just how, just that that had happened. I mean, that was around the time that she had like come out with that story, so it was out there. But I hadn't really le- learned about it or read into it, and it was just. Just, I mean, she, she's, I have my, I have my issues with her, but I won't deny that she is like a very talented person who's persevered through a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's the person I did the most of a 180 on in terms of my view of her after covering her mm, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. It yeah. was that, it was that YouTube docu doc, doc, uh, documentary <laughs> over pandemic that I yeah. remember going, I had no clue about this yeah. because I was talking about this on the show a couple weeks ago of like you know, that Brandon Davis video when they were trying to get yes. him to hide and the, the mm-hmm. odds of like fire crotch. Fire mm-hmm. crotch. Mm-hmm. Paris was right next to Brandon Davis giggling and yep. she had a lot of yep. problematic behavior. Yeah, she um, But it, did. You know, she was so young and then a lot of people forget <clears throat> about pop culture context of like, yeah, she was kidnapped from her family. And yeah. I mean, she was, her family hired people her, to take yeah, her yeah. away. Like there is this series of traumatic events that you find out in retrospect that change your views. And I think yeah. that's the fascinating thing about studying pop culture is that we sometimes don't know or don't even care to know the full story when it's actually happening. And only yeah. years to decades later, do we find out the truth? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's why we I mean, that's found... what this show I feel like really does is especially like for someone like me, where it's like, I grew up just reading all these headlines, like Britney Spears, mental breakdown, all of this stuff. And we try very, very hard to like go past that. And it's like there, and especially like in celebrity culture, when you're a celebrity, you you're almost not human to people like people just forget that at the end of the day they own you yeah yeah and it's just it's just such a weird it's a weird 
culture. It's a very weird culture. And like to have been a part of it, I mean, I'm still a part of it, but like to like grow up like consuming it and just the way we treat celebrities and like this expectation of like being able to access them. And it's like people will post a picture like, you know, a, a, a gossip or whatever will post a picture of somebody on a red carpet and the comments will be like, that dress looks hideous. She should not wear that. And it's like, the fuck? You would never say this in real life to somebody. Like somebody comes out and you're not gonna be like, you look like trash. And it's just so weird yeah. that we like have seemed to like completely forgotten that at the end of the day, this is another human being. Let's treat them like that. And our show really tries to honor that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I sure. think you guys do an amazing job at that, but you're right. And that kind of speaks to your earlier point of, you know, how we used to approach pop culture and tabloids and things like that was that it was so much more ferocious and mean. Mm. And now I don't know if it's an overcorrection, but it definitely is a course correction <laughs> where now people get, you know, overly offended about the littlest things, like things that I wasn't even aware of where I'm like, I okay, know. it's it's very interesting to see how time changes things. And I was wondering your lady's opinion about Justin Timberlake, because we were talking <laughs> about Britney Justin Timberlake is going to be the musical guest on SNL. He's had a big launch of his new album, the, you know, his new single that's yeah. coming out. And Justin is somebody interesting to, to think about over the decades because, you know, top of the world from NSYNC to solo. And he had the Britney Hart heartbreak, which we took his side on in a lot mm -hmm. of the stories. Don't uh -huh. cry me a river. And then over the course of time, you have the Janet Jackson Super Bowl uh, incident. You have Britney's book talking about yeah. losing their child and and all of these stories from a different perspective. What is your take on Justin Timberlake in the year 2024? And in terms of pop culture, can he do a full resurgence? Yeah, he's a white straight man. Trying to get us canceled, can. Ryan. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, no, Arisha, Arisha, you have a decent point. Like, that's a really good point that I'm wondering if still kind of stays true in 2024. If you are a white straight male in pop culture, can you still breeze on by? I think maybe he can breeze on by. Is he ever going to be the Justin Timberlake we all thought he was before? No, I don't think so. Especially when your fan base is, for the most part, women like us. Or like people that are so yeah. like now. I hope you're including me in that, Brooke. Thank you. Of course, yes. The yeah. three of us, just yes, yeah, huge insane <laughs> lovers, best friends that us ever three was. gals. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just like I don't know. I think too many people are like I think too many people's eyes are open to Justin Timberlake now, and like there are some, and we've given him the benefit of the doubt on Rich and Daily, like in the whole the pregnancy thing. It's like you know he was young, they were young. Mm -hmm. Of course, he was scared and didn't know how to react. And I think yeah. we can give him the benefit of the doubt for that situation. But like, I don't know. I feel like more and more stuff comes out about him, and we're like, ah, Justin, you're not yeah. who we thought you were. You know, well, he's so, a man in his forties too. So already that you know that clock yeah. is ticking in terms of even a pop culture male vocalist in this. You know, when you hit forty, I mean, you know, <laughs> women obviously deal with this much more intensely. But you know, you're not usually supposed to be succeeding in your forties as like a sexy solo male artist in a lot of yeah. ways. So I think all, but also it all depends on the you know how good the music is, right? Or does that even count anymore? <laughs> I mean. Uh, don't Turn get on the radio. On you told me. Song. <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> it's so um, stupid. I, like all that stuff I think of. It's like it's like it's for children. Like that's how you stay young. You do kid songs, I guess. I don't know. Kids, you know? Kid bops. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. But I think, it, I mean, I think it has, well, it has a little bit to do with how good the music is, but I'll be I'm, honest, yeah, I I mean, there's not a lot of Justin Timberlake songs where I'm like, wow, this is yeah. such a good song. You know, yeah. like, if anything, it's in sync songs. Exactly. Justin Timberlake songs, I can't think of a single one where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put that bop on. I do like, <laughs> what's the song he did? He, he like, he was on with Jay-Z and, um. No, oh, uh, the Magna Carta Holy Grail, or yeah, um, whatever that one was. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But then it they wasn't did the him stadium tour together. Liked, it was, yeah, but I, I yeah. feel like I mean, uh, to like to like Brooks Point, like or actually to Ryan's point, just you know where. Wow. Well, I don't Lost know out what there, you said. I to the white listening. guy's point. Oh, Arisha's just do doing not, the same thing. Do not put that name. out there, bro. Do not put do not put that out there that I'm a white guy. Please, that's a but rumor. No one knows. It's not even. No one knew. It's a rumor. Doubt now. Um, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're all so much older now. Like, you can't do. Most people, when you get older, you're not going to do the shit you were doing when you were in your 20s. And I also think one of the things that's really hard is. Um, it's like I know you know I know I was like oh he's a straight white male he's he's gonna breeze by it's also it's just also really hard to like make mistakes in the public eye and move on from it and I think and I'm not let's just say this right now the public never moves on from it yeah the public never moves on and I'm gonna say right now I am not (laughs) absolving him of anything because I'll say shit like this and then people like I can't believe you're such a simp for Justin Timberlake and it's like I'm not I'm not a simp for Justin Timberlake I'm just saying I can't imagine being constantly judged for decisions and things that I did when I was in my 20s, also 30s. But yeah. that's besides the point. So it's just, I just, I, and I'm not a Justin Timberlake fan. I've, you know, I just said, I'm not that into his music. Then why do I, you have that poster still? Shut up, Brooke. Yeah, you guys, you guys can't see potentially right now, but Arisha has a full on face tattoo that says JT uh-huh. forever. So I don't know, yeah, even know what that means. You'll see my kissed lips on his face, but that's besides the point. There's that's an open Tiger Beat magazine behind yeah. you. <laughs> Shut that's up, Brooke. The JT shrine. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you make this amazing point, though. And I think about this in terms of uh, pop culture and even with reality stars, you know, bad behavior is rewarded on reality TV a lot of the times, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. then people will get offended at the same time. And I say, I'm not looking for my moral cues from a housewife. And the same thing (laughs) is that when we're so judging pop stars or any kind of Mm -hmm. person in the public eye, we always leave out the fact that we are all fuck ups. Like we are all, think about how many mistakes you people out there listening, you made in your twenties. Think about how many mistakes you're still making now. Thank God you do not have a camera on you because it would be, so that's what I always find interesting is that we always leave ourselves out of the equation when we talk about these people, myself included. I think that's wild. 
Yeah. It's not even noon no, and I've made right. at least a dozen and a half mistakes. So it's, it's one of those <laughs> five, things where... I mean, five in the last 10 minutes, Arisha. Yeah, exactly. I made five huge it's mistakes. Just... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh, well, okay. So moving on to other pop culture and... We got a news story today about uh, Kardashian-affiliated related where Tristan Thompson was yeah, caught Austin. with illegal illegal drugs in the NBA, uh, NBA, and it was it was growth hormone, you guys. It was a form of growth hormone. He suspended for 25 games. And this is very oh, interesting because if you watch the Kardashians, like I still do, folks, and I actually uh-huh. liked the last season, is that Kris Jenner <laughs> rewards people. Yeah, I did. And actually, it, it becomes Ryan, more bizarre on. the richer they get. But Chris Jenner, Chris Jenner hooked Tristan Thompson up with his broadcasting job with Disney, like and and hook. I was like, mm. you get rewarded for cheating on one of her daughters. But I always yeah. wonder, like, this happens, and then where? How does this affect the Kardashian ecosystem today? Like, is Chris Jenner manning the phones? Is there a war room? <laughs> like when you were doing your Kardashian episodes? Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter if you love or hate the Kardashians, you have to admit they are a juggernaut. They truly are a dynasty. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I think we, this is a case for the FBI. <laughs> Always on it. And the um, FBI is Chris and a mustache and a top hat. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I think the Kardashian empire is so polarizing as it is that this is just like another whatever, you know, like I, it's funny because when we, we did an interview for our Kardashian season with Francesca Bacardi from page six and yeah. she was Love like, her. Chris Jenner called us and was like so mad about something. I don't even remember exactly what it was. Do you, Arisha? Like what I don't exactly know that she, she told was mad us. about. I think it was, it, I don't, I don't think she told us the specifics. I think it was just like <laughs> an article or something that she had written and like yeah. yelled so at her. Maybe. Chris Jenner is manning the phones. I she's mean, yelling you know? at the NBA right now as we speak. She's like, is I this mean, that's what's amazing too because Chris I'm takes mad. so many yacht vacations. She's always I, on a yacht now with Corey. Is that she manning the phones on like a yacht in Italy, <laughs> talking to like? Because I was like, Chris, by the end of the day, will own the NBA at this point if she really yeah. sets her mind to it. But yeah. you have to like. It's really interesting to talk about a family that really suffers like through the slings and arrows of actual real life, but actual our commentary on that family. And I've made so many bad comments about them, but (laughs) to still keep at least financially succeeding. Like now two daughters are billionaires and there's no, seems like no slowing down all of their daughters. And even I think Rob even is at least like has 10 million in the bank. The the kids even- yeah, he's a yeah, sock line. He, Arthur George, yeah. Or, yeah. The, the kids even are millionaires. Like Northwest is already like, uh, I think her value is like $15 million. Like, well, less after uh, she North. got those grills. God, did you see you guys? Terrible. I talked about Kanye's $850,000 titanium dork teeth <laughs> thing that he got. It looks but then like North. Funny. and yeah, It looks yeah, so I, stupid. I know it's so bad. Cheaper, and I so got, dumb. <laughs> Well, and then North showed off her first set of grills. And I don't know if you guys are like me, but I didn't get my first set of grills until I was 13. She got hers at yeah. nine. I'm still yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking, Arisha. I'm jo- I did not get my grills at 13. Yeah. <laughs> no, it well, was 12. Right? I mean, it was that's 12. when I got mine. Yeah. It was yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah. 12. It was yeah. on the cusp. It was cusp. Yeah. Except well, yours I mean, were braces. I, I just think not I never got braces. I know you didn't get braces. I know you have never <laughs> had braces. Braces club. We never had braces. <laughs> you never had braces. That's how we became um, friends. That's I, the real beginning of our friendship. No braces, no yeah. glasses. I I think <laughs> North is going to be a nightmare. 
someday. <laughs> like I just, she's on track to be a nightmare. I always have I to be that. really gentle talking about her. I Nora, know. But, but no, no, no. But you're, like, Brooke, you're right though. Like everything, we're always being gentle, but like also she's out there on one of the episodes commenting on like the Met Gala looks like you're a loser. Like I was like, I who's know. encouraging the, and also yeah. who's putting their daughter on TV saying these things? Cause you're yeah. going to get like people like me enraged at a little girl. How bizarre <laughs> yeah. is that? I, I know. Have to and that's always the thing, like, remind I'm like, myself. A kid. I'm like, yeah. Cause I have, I have two nephews and one of them is a little bit younger than North. And it's like, if anybody ever said anything, I would cut them. And so it's yeah, like, exactly. I have to remember yeah. like at the end of the day, North is a child and I need to direct my irritation to her parents. Cause it's the parents yeah. are responsible for a child. And it's like, it's so hard because you there's so much Kanye in her and the way that she behaves That's, and like yes. letting her be like her being like snarky and shit. It's just like, okay. And it's like, I get it. We got, you know, give kids space to be who they are and like learn, but it's like, there have to be boundaries. And when you have essentially limitless wealth, there are no boundaries. Like that quote, yeah. I'm sorry. I call bullshit. That quote that everyone just lost their shit over when North had her first interview and she was like, that stuff's expensive. It's like, the fuck it is. You know her mom was like, talk about things being expensive so it seems like you don't get everything handed to you on a silver platter. It's like, you're getting into a yeah. Bentley. Like, you have a child-sized Bentley. Nothing's expensive for you. Like, don't oh, even worry like, for ten. Like one day North will bully me. Like I have no doubt. Like yeah. North will bully. Yeah. North will bully all of us one day. Like, and that's the thing is that like you know I'm like <laughs> uh, she's just a girl. Don't let it upset you. But like I know she will make me cry one day. Like she will. Je- I yeah. mean, but I think the Kardashians yeah. are so fascinating to study in terms of pop culture and American dynasties and pop culture because for all intents and purposes they shouldn't exist yet they do, mm. and we see them keep like failing upwards almost and like Kim is, you know, now made a TikTok video last week flaunting her wealth of, I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course I have like a billion dollar diamond ring in my office. Like, like it's (laughs) wild. And I do, (laughs) I do, but I do wonder, you know, we're in uncharted territory. And if you study pop culture, where, where do we go from here? Like, where do we go in the year 2024 for a lot of these institutions like the Kardashians? Do you have any predictions? You know, that's interesting because we were talking to somebody else about this and it's like, you know, if Kim Kardashian were to write a memoir, would anyone read it? Because what new information could there possibly be? Oh, that's great. And it's like, it's true. Like how much of their lives can they really show? How long can it really go on? But I think they're also extremely smart business people. Hugely smart. And they've got these empires now, you know, it doesn't, so it doesn't even matter. And people are buying it. So I am sure they're going to write a memoir if they haven't already, because that's, (laughs) and this is why I'm like, I don't like the current Kardashian show on Hulu because it's so clearly so calculated. Like at least before when it was on E there felt to be, there felt like there certainly in the beginning, less towards the end, there felt, it felt like there was a little more authenticity about, what was happening. And I know it's reality. It's never actually fully real, but now it's just like, it's so clearly they all know they're all like, I want to say this, or I don't want to say this. Like there's nothing where they're, they're never, they're never saying anything they don't want to say. And it's just like, yeah. so it's like, yeah. I'm sure they're withholding things that they're going to say for a memoir to make money off of that. And I get so irritated because every post about the Kardashians has hundreds of comments. Like I'm so sick of this family. I'm so sick of them. And it's like, and yet, no one is because we wouldn't still hear about them if that was the case. 
Like they are still coming no, in. It, and it's like, so as much as people right. complain, people are tuning in, people are following them, people are engaging, people are. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, I, I guess the it's a vocal minority that's like, I'm sick of the Kardashians because <laughs> the numbers don't lie and people aren't sick of them yeah. apparently. Well, I mean, yeah. to be fair, they don't announce ever streaming numbers on Hulu, so true, we don't true, know really what true. those are. So it's really interesting how they've kind of cloaked it. And by the great thing yeah. about taking it off of E! and putting it on Hulu is you don't have to release those numbers because what we do know yeah. is that Keeping Up with the Kardashians kept sinking every year-to-year rating. So it's interesting yeah. that it can be one big commercial. But I've always said with the Kardashians, <laughs> they would have – they would win the Emmy every year for best reality show if they actually put their real unscripted lives on because they've had everything happen to them. <laughs> and, you know, and unfortunately it goes through so many edits with all of the daughters, Chris. Yeah. So we only see this kind of cleansed version of their actual so lives. Cleansed. That's trying to make it aspirational, even though at this point I wouldn't want any of those Kardashian lives. <laughs> I do think that they are, I mean, maybe I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt, but I feel like they are still being pretty, they're still showing us moments that aren't pretty, you know, like, well, they have to, because we know about those moments from other, I mean, I feel like they have to show us that because we know it from like daily mail. We know it from like, we're so now 24 seven pop culture news, just like politics that I feel like they have to confront it in some way, especially because the Kanye of it all. And I know Arisha, you're like, I'm a big proponent of mental health. I wish they would even do more of a conversation in regards to mental health and, Mm -hmm. and, and things like that, because they have dealt with so much now because of the Kanye of it all. Yeah. 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 Well, do you guys think that we would have known about Kim, <laughs> Kim and Courtney, like literally getting into a physical altercation if it wasn't on the show? Like, do you think someone no. would have been like, so like that? I the also kind of don't thing. think like, that's like a big story. I fight with my siblings. Yeah, because like, I mean, sisters like, fight all the you time. Hit right? them in the face. I mean, when I young, I mean younger, but yeah, like I, it's just <laughs> well, like exactly. okay, two siblings fight. <laughs> Who fucking cares? Like that's it's like a huge story that became I'm an huge only because child of this. And show. I care. I, I mean, love watching Kim's fights. Okay, wait. Here's a here's a question. Your roommates, have you guys ever fought physically all physically? the time? Yeah, <laughs> the shit out of each other. Okay, is that uh, not e, let's get a camera on him. Let's get it. This is what we need. We need an even should. the rich uh, reality show of the making of from valet service to podcast, <laughs> and now on E. That's you're going to take That'll over be, the Kardashians. It's like me knocking on your door. It's like time for our weekly show. fist fight. Uh, Orisha, who is your I always think about this too is that like you know I was bringing up aspirational like celebrities used to be aspirational is there a celebrity that you still love dearly that you're like god I just look up to this person so much because as we get older I think Mm -hmm. sometimes that becomes less and less because we deal with our own lives a little bit more hopefully um a year 2023 January 2023 Orisha would say Lizzo that's changed. Oh, um, oh yeah. It's ever changing. I know. Cause that, this I mean, landscape. this is what happened. So I, it's, a, this is a slippery slope. I don't like to do this cause it's just a, a <laughs> recipe to be let down, but I think I'm safe. Um, I've really been getting, I've always been a fan, but like just lately, just really just doubling down on being a fan of Viola Davis. And I just feel like mm. she is a decent human being at her core. So fucking talented. And she oh, will be playing the article. Stop it about Viola Davis. Don't look at you. The only thing that scared me is that I literally got a TMZ push alert and I was like, oh no, (laughs) it's about McDonald's. Don't worry. It says, oh my God, what a weird timing though. The push alert McDonald's customer pulls out gross surprise from McFlurry. That's the push alert I just got from TMZ. Okay. I hope it wasn't Viola Davis. 
because the yeah. ice cream machine <laughs> where they actually it. put some candy real in ingredients. Yeah, yeah, shout out. <laughs> ice cream machine works. So Viola today? Davis is a good one, actually. But Viola yeah, Davis, a good one. I mean, because she is so insanely talented, and you're right. I yeah. just read her autobiography and uh, last year, and she really she comes across as so genuine, so amazing, yeah. and she's good at her craft. She has something yeah. to like. There's a real. She's a craftsman, and yeah. I think you yeah. can say that of yeah. people like the Kardashians. Right. Yeah, and she like she, and I, you know, I'm always going to be here for somebody who genuinely had to work to get to where she is. And she, cause she was like essentially born into poverty. Like she really struggled and earned her way there. And it's just, it's like with the Kardashians and it's one of those things where it's like, I'm, I try not to compare cause you know, everyone has their own journeys, but we have to remember, you know, it's easy to build wealth when you start with a ton of wealth and the Kardashians like, what was it? She got like a hundred, Kim got like a hundred thousand dollars for something. And it's like, it's so easy to like try and fail when you have such a huge net. And so it's like, I always admire people that don't have that net and manage to succeed in the way that they did. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, and it's like, I mean, I wouldn't even want to have a kid right now because there's no chance that kid could be a Nepo baby. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm setting that child up for failure yeah. Because there's no chance that I yep. would have, I would be successful enough for that kid to actually build on that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Brooke, what yeah. about you in terms of like, so who do you, who is your celebrity? Do you have one? Again, it's scary. Yeah. I think for me, it's Melissa McCarthy. I just, I say, just she's, she's Melissa. never, she's never steered me wrong. I love her. I look up to her. She's like my comedic icon. And so Except far, she doesn't go to award shows with us. Yeah, we were we were not or we won an award, <laughs> a Gracie award the same year that Melissa McCarthy won a Gracie award. So we were like, oh, my God, we're going to meet Melissa McCarthy. We're going to like he's going to want to do a bunch of there. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like classic us with our clown makeup on. Like, this is it. So, yeah. no, you're right. Melissa McCarthy has completely kind of, I mean, she seems like an amazing person. She comes from yeah. the groundlings and obviously like yeah. Gilmore Girls and like has like a, a hit, a bunch of hit movies, TV shows, all of that stuff. And the yeah. only thing that I could say is a little interesting about Melissa McCarthy in terms of, you know, is that she always casts her husband in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like she brings him along for the ride. And that's actually a good thing. That's not a bad know, thing, but like it's very it. yeah. interesting that a lot of other people don't do that. So that's, those are two good people out there. You're completely right. Um, and then we're safe. We did it for yeah, now. You, you guys did it. Oh, <laughs> it's close. In terms of the success of the show, like you just mentioned winning awards and stuff, like how has this changed your life or affected your oh. life? What you do? I mean, it's changed mine completely. Like I, <laughs> You're not you're not valeting cars anymore. Not doing valet parking. I like to do I it for we fun still. Both. <laughs> I'll just Keeps walk out. And be like, does Keeps anyone need me to park that yeah. car? I'm a podcaster <laughs> now, the but Gracie I yeah. Awards, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the Gracies, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like I think we were both, and this is obviously very true of LA. You kind of, when you're a creative type or a performer, you get into like the gig work economy, and and you're yeah. like, you know, doing valet parking, you're waiting tables, you're bartending, and we've done all of those things. <laughs> transcribing audio we've had so oh, many God. overlaps in our jobs it's yeah. actually it wild. was the worst um, job ryan where it was like where like you know how you can be <laughs> like didn't... hey siri send a text message oh wait siri listen to me shut up 
Um, of course you could say that. And we would we would literally transcribe those like little it, they were called like utterances. And we would get I would time myself oh. to see what my hourly rate was. And because it was so oh. fucking complicated, it was like seven dollars an hour. It's like, I can't do this. We both quit. Yeah. I lasted like longer than you could not imagine. That's I mean, I, I try to explain to the audience, even coming out to Los Angeles is such a you don't even realize until your first decade out here what a pipe dream it really truly yeah. is. Yeah. And then the the way that the universe or whatever you believe in will push you in mm-hmm. certain directions, you know, like starting off as an actor and then going to the, you know, like you just never yeah. would have imagined because you guys could never have imagined that you would find mm-hmm. success in podcasting. No. Well, it's weird. We and were, it's like we were just talking about this at our sleepover last week about how. Just like the weirdest things that have happened in our lives is how we got here. Like there's just like, yeah, basically I was like, you know, for me, I it's like I can trace it all the way back to when I first started taking improv, which came from my first breakup in 2011. Like just like the things that happened in that sequence of events that got me here. And it's weird because I think one of the question that I think I get the most is like, well, how how did this happen? Like, how do you get here? Yeah, it's like I don't. I don't have a good answer and it know. pisses me off that I don't have a good answer because I was the one asking <laughs> this question and being like, I need to know how to get to where this person <laughs> is. And it's like, absolutely. You know, we work really hard, um, you know, getting the opportunities and seizing when they seizing them when they come, but also luck. Like I think luck plays into so much success. Everyone's success. Luck is a factor well, and you can't manage that. Oh, well. I mean, not to sound cliche, but it really is when preparation meets opportunity, because oh, I think that we were just like perfect yeah. for this and it it kind of happened. And I love to manifest. So I'm always like, oh, of course God, it happened. You know, I've been manifesting this. Um, so I think it really is just that. Like, and- but, you're, but you're right, though. Like, I have so many and I'm sure you do, too. Insanely talented friends that they mm-hmm. just haven't had that that yeah, piece yeah. of luck, that piece of exactly. thing where they're able to rise to that occasion. And also don't feel bad, folks, because I have a great friend, Richie Keene, who's an amazing director. He always said, listen, if you really try hard, if you really work, you will get your opportunity. You will get your break, but you also yeah. have to remember it will potentially come at a cost. And at the time he was like, mm. listen, I'm finally directing TV. I'm finally, but I don't have a relationship. I'm not married. Yeah. I'm not this. Like I've suffered in other ways to yeah. actually. And I think that's also interesting to have that perspective on yeah. this. But it is such an interesting journeyman career of doing these things. But it yeah. is so exciting to see that you guys are here now doing this. And also then you have the one podcast and then you also have the new one that just started. That's <laughs> even the Royals. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then our daily one, which is Rich and Daily, which is Monday through Friday. So we're yeah. at three. Oh, my now. God. Yeah. Three. Yeah, Can we three. get it to four? And and if you did a fourth sure. one, I'm sure you already have an idea for a fourth one. I have a feeling well, you're sitting like on about three ideas. ideas right now. We're sitting on 30. Yeah. But we actually did pitch a fourth show to Wondery and they, we were, I, I, it's, it's on hold right now, but they liked it. We we're going to make they it. They responded. Yeah. So I don't, but they're on like a little bit of a hold of new shows right now. So I don't know where that's at, but there is a fourth show in the ether. So, mm-hmm. and you're we'll not able it. to tease that uh, idea at all. I'm assuming. I don't, pro- I don't know. Probably it, not. It, it, I have no idea. I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> no, except for everybody that's listening. That's it. That's the only people we'll tell. Yeah. That's, that's it. it. Um, and don't you guys people. tell anyone. <laughs> um, our, our experience of valeting for rich people and celebrities in LA is, definitely helped with this idea if that tells you anything yeah 
It has to do with okay. meeting celebrities, I guess we can say. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. well, I think I have an idea what it potentially could be. But you know what I want to do? I want to do a history of the Sunset Strip and oh, through ooh. the six, you know, through the 50s into now of because think about it, because even um, Hyde, it was on the Sunset. I mean, it was off oh, the strip, yeah. but on Sunset yeah, yeah. and you could actually zoom in like the Viper Room could be a whole series. <sighs> you could, I mean, I'd be so yeah. excited to go through those stories. Um in terms of what you're watching now, as we start winding down and getting ready for Arisha's therapy, what, uh, <laughs> what are you currently watching and listening to? Or, you know, what, what is your thing that you're like, I can't miss? Because I'm sure, obviously, you guys have both very different tastes sometimes. We do. Yeah. Arisha, Bachelor do just answer? saw Bachelors on Hulu. So we got to start watching that on Thursdays. Oh God. The thing is, if they could get it down to an hour, I love the golden bachelor, but it's like now back to people that want to be Instagram famous. I don't know know. if I can do it. And if they could also just make it more interesting. I hate it, but I have to watch it. So I know what's going on. You have to watch it. It's the thing. It's like, it's like an iron cross around you. It like weighs you down, but you have to watch it. And all of these people, they're not going to find love. They're going to find love for like six months and then it's done. They're going to find Instagram sponsorships. That's what they're going to find. Yeah. They'll the maybe love, find the love, love in paradise. Maybe. Yeah, oh, maybe. God. Maybe. Well, so, um, what, I mean, what do you watch uh, so, every, what do you have to yeah. watch every week? Or what do you love watching? For me, um, they're all going to be reality shows. Um, I watch Below That's Deck good. every week. Traders. Oh, my God. Below Deck ended last night. It, it was kind of like, it I felt like it went on way yet. too long. Oh, it went on it way too long. It did go on very long. I was like thinking yeah. back to the beginning of the season. I was like how is this the same season when these people were fighting and now some of them aren't even on the show anymore? <laughs> like they've Yeah, I was still on my parents' pets. insurance when this season started <laughs> and it's, that's how long it's gone on for. Yeah. Um, uh, so you watch Below Deck, which is Below a good Deck, like kind um, of zen zone out yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's one traders. of the that my husband watches with me. So Below Deck is fun for that. But yeah, Traders right now, um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. My parents and I actually started watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because we weren't watching it. So we started from the beginning. And I was like, we got to watch it. There's too much going on about it. We have to get into it. So you're not even up to this season. No, I'm on season two. Oh my God. What are you doing with your life? You got to get your parents in a room and finish. We do. It is so, tonight's (laughs) the finale. How many seasons are there that you've- Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So it's not not crazy. We can definitely do it and do it quickly. (laughs) I will say that. What about, what about Vanderpump Rules? Oh, love Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I can't wait for it. We start the new season. Are you ready to start another? I'm like, I'm I don't ready. know. I'm spiritually exhausted. I don't I'm, know if I can do it. Honestly, I'm st- I'm ready. I'm hoping this <laughs> is the last season. Do you think Tom Sandoval season. deserves? I, I kind of, Arisha, I kind of, I she said, I hope this is the last season. season. She, I kind of, it won't be, but I kind of think be. it would be interesting to like, well, I mean, do you <laughs> think Tom Sandoval deserves a redemption season this close to his actual sins? Listen, I've never been a Tom Sandoval fan, so no. <laughs> and Jax is coming back. Did you watch The Villains? I did, yeah. House of Villains, yeah. House of Villains, yes. That was yeah. such a fun show. I hope it they was. bring that back. But Jax, like classic Jax, like saying that Britney had a stroke and like she's like, um, I actually didn't have a stroke, Jax. Like, is he the one that don't on. you speak for me? I didn't have that. He, he's like, he's like, stroke like symptoms. I said stroke like symptoms. <laughs> oh you know. I can't Too wait. much uh, mamma's beer cheese. You know, we, well, which we it. never got. We never got <laughs> mamas. I would have bought that beer cheese day and date. Uh, Arisha, what about you in terms of what you are consuming media wise that you enjoy? Yeah, I don't actually really watch television, so I don't really have an answer for what? you. How dare you? I was like, wait a second. Pretty little liars. What are you talking about? Oh. I know you do. Yeah. No, that's Brooks. I'm Gossip Girl. I do you love Pretty Little? 
Oh, I hated God. Pretty Little Liars. What did you think actually. of the reboot on Max? Oh, trash. God, <laughs> did not like it. Come on, leave things alone. Gossip Girl is I like. Know. I love Gossip Girl. It's so bad, but it's so good. Um, I'm actually. Oh my god! I, just like the title of this podcast. Great, great show. Oh great, my great god! Title. Did you see what you originally? You inceptioned <laughs> me. What a pro! This is a pro. Yeah. Um, I so I I prefer scripted television, and I'm actually watching Psych for the first time, and I'm obsessed oh. because I'm convinced I am uh, Gus. Like the uh, Dulé Hills well, character, yeah. He taps people, and I, I mean, play, people. I, gen- I never got into that, but everybody that does says they fall in love with it. Like it's it, delightful. And I love that. But I love that there are those shows that we can still discover and get, like, like how Suits yeah. went to Netflix and everybody got mm-hmm. on a Suits oh, yeah. craze. Suits, yeah, like, yeah you know, like, too. Oh, love. But Suits. I do love that there are these shows that are still like you know we did not have time for, but they are yeah. live in perpetuity in streaming. So yeah. psych for you. And then were you a big Succession I, head? Were you big? No, but I started my I when I was home for the holidays. My parents are watching it, and so I've watched a few episodes with them. Um, it's so I think the problem is that. I feel like this, the world is terrifying. So I'm unable to, like, I used to binge watch, like I've watched every episode of Law and Order SVU and I've tried to like watch it lately and I just can't, (laughs) like, it's usually a background show for me. And it's like, it's just too heavy, right? Like everything's too heavy, which is why I like psych because it's just so light and airy. I will say this came up yesterday at the Barbrook. Are you the one on MTV? If that comes back, that's a show that I watch like every season. I love, love Are You The One. My friend is friends with those girls. Which I gotta talk to you about. <laughs> well, what she happened like, to those delightful shows like, like, um, like, uh, the, the, uh, Pimp My Ride and oh, Next yeah. and like those kind of light, breezy Next. MTV shows. We gotta like, bring Room like, Raiders. Uh, Room Raiders, Room yes, Raiders. exactly. That was like control. Yeah. I was like, somebody coming into your bedroom and like going through your underwear drawer. Like, what? I, I, lo- I long for days of those MTV shows. I mean, but you're right. The world is so serious. So it is interesting to try to try to piece together something of joy yeah. in yeah. media out there. Um, well, anyways, I hope this I hope you guys will come on again because this oh was just God, fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, this went by way to. too quick. Um, yeah, and again when I don't have therapy right after. Chalk all I, day. You guys li- li- can be my therapy. I have therapy later. So this is a big therapy day. So uh, folks, they are omnipresent. They are everywhere. You have so (laughs) many options to get them as part of your daily lives. You've got even the rich, even the Royals, and then you have their daily podcast as well. And how do we keep up with all things Arisha and Brooke? How do we do that? Um, Is this the time to officially drop our first, our website for the first time? We actually finally got a website going. Oh my, oh my god! god. I mean, this is a big this is a big moment for the show to be able to drop this information. Show. I don't know the I don't know the URL. Is it almostfameless.com or almostfamelessla.com? Okay, almostfameless. Almostfameless.com. Dot com. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there right now and see what this is <laughs> like. Four Okay, it's there. This it's is there. there. It's wow! Can, Look at this. It says home about shows, press, shop, yeah, contact. Everything. Yeah. This video oh will probably be up there yeah, we'll when it comes out. You know, we'll yeah. put links to all of our stuff and oh, all of our shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can follow Guys, us on social. You don't realize how there. big a website actually is because it takes so much effort to actually oh. do a website. Oh, and this actually we know, is Ryan. Amazing. We tried <laughs> we to do, tried it, to do it, it on our own. 
And one night we were like both trying and we looked and we're like, we can't do this. We got to hire someone. We are so out of our depth. (laughs) Um, Well, this was a true joy. Uh, Thank you for making this easy on me. And you guys really go support them. You probably know them already, but if you don't, uh, I think they are a great addition to your listening routine and uh, Mm. just try an episode and see if you like it. I think you definitely are, but I really appreciate all of your time today. Oh, thanks, Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadIt'sGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to Patreon.com forward slash SoBadIt'sGood. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.